نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وقال سبحانه وتعالى وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين وقال سبحانه وتعالى قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many places of his kitab he praises Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he tells us about the greatness of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like the first verse I recited he said subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed inna arsalnaka indeed we have sent you O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shahida as a witness you be a witness for mankind on your al-qiyamah and a witness against mankind on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. You'll be a proof that Allah Jalla wa'ala will use on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. وَمُبَشِّرًا وَنَذِيرًا And someone to give glad tidings. And someone to be a warner. This great responsibility given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That he is a witness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is the one who gives the glad tidings of Allah Jalla wa'ala to the creation. And the warnings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the creation. And he is a mercy to mankind. As Allah Jalla wa'ala said, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ That we have not sent you except as a mercy to the mankind or a mercy to the entire creation. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, أَنَا سَيِّدُ وَلَدْ آدَمْ وَلَا فَخَرْ That I am the master of the children of Adam. And this is not from pride and arrogance, but this was a right that Allah Jalla wa'ala has given him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the master of the children of Adam. He is the first person that will come out of his grave on Yawm al-Qiyamah. He will be the first person to enter Jannah. He will be the first person to intercede for anyone to go into Jannah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the mercy that Allah Jalla wa'ala has sent to mankind. By him, 
we will learn the kitab of Allah Jalla wa'ala and that which pleases him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is no way for any of us to enter Jannah except by the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Say that if you claim to love Allah, then follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. Say if we want to be loved by Allah jalla wa ala, we will follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This shows you how great Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His ummah are the greatest ummah. His ummah, his followers, will be most of the inhabitants of Jannah. His ummah will enter Jannah before any other ummah. All of this given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to honor him in front of the entire creation, to honor him in front of mankind, and to honor him in front of the jinn, and also to honor him in front of the malaika of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest of mankind, the greatest person ever to step foot on this earth. And when we look at his life, we look at what he achieved, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We look at the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adorned him with. There is no one on this earth who achieved greater than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was no one on this earth who was more successful than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in any aspect of his life. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We find that when it came to establishing a nation, Allah Jalla wa'ala only made Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a prophet for 23 years before he passed away. And in these 23 years, he was able to convey the entire message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the creation. In these 23 years, he was able to establish the principles of Islam on this earth. So we are able to worship Allah Jalla wa'ala in all of our affairs with knowledge until Yawm Al-Qiyamah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was able to show us and teach us everything that we know to be successful in this life and everything that we know to be successful in the Akhirah. When it came to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one worshipped Allah jalla wa'ala more than him. When it came to being kind and generous to those around him, no one was more kind or generous or compassionate than him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to rallying the troops of the army of Islam, no one could do this better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to conquering lands and allowing Islam to flourish, no one can do this better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to teaching the companions and making them feel loved, no one was greater than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to taking care of his family, his wives, his children, his grandchildren, the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widows, no one could do this better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ana sayyidu walad adam wala fakhar. So I am the master of the children of Adam. He is sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Something that Allah jalla wa'ala has given him as a right and to show how great and beloved he is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man salla alayya wahida sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. That whoever sends salutations upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send it upon this person ten times. So every time we send peace and blessings upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah jalla wa'ala sends it upon us ten times. Now him being the greatest man ever to step foot on this earth and the leader of mankind 
and the leader of the believers and the leader of the people of Jannah, Allah Jalla wa'ala has given him certain rights over the creation that the creation must adhere to and the creation must observe. And we find at the beginning of Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about a very important principle. He says subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasoolihi wa attaqullah. Do not put anything before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna allaha sami'un alim. That indeed Allah hears everything and Allah knows everything. Do not put anything before Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Do not do any practice that they have prohibited. Do not contradict and conflict that which they have said. Do not respect anyone more than you respect Allah Jalla wa'ala and then His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So do not put anything from their statements and the actions before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then he continued to say Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti al-nabi, wa la tajharu lahu bilqawli ka jahri ba'dikum li ba'd, an tahbata a'malakum wa antum la tash'urun. أن تحبط أعمالكم وأنتم لا تشعرون الله سبحانه وتعالى says oh you who believe do not raise your voice over the voice of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and do not call him like you call other people by shouting do not do this because if you were to do this it will destroy your deeds while you do not know it will destroy your deeds while you do not know the ulama of Islam they said from this verse of the Quran we derive Anyone who does anything to disrespect the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he becomes a disbeliever. Because Allah Jalla wa'ala will destroy all of his good deeds. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is telling the believers, the Sahaba, He is telling the Muslims, do not raise your voice over the voice of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If he is speaking, let him speak. And do not speak to him in a voice which is louder than the voice of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because this is disrespect to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The way you call one another and you shout at one another. Do not call him like this. Because if you do this, you are disrespecting him. And if you disrespect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then all of your deeds will become null and void. All of your deeds will disappear. All of your deeds will vanish. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Rahimahullahu ta'ala, when Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam threatened someone to say that their deeds will vanish, their deeds will be destroyed, it shows that they will become disbelievers by doing this act. So the ulama, they said, anyone who disrespects Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a disbeliever. Anyone who disrespects Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even if he prays all night, and he fasts all day, and he gives all of his wealth in charity, he is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. And we find today, many people, they find it casual, or something very small and insignificant, to depict the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to put an image of another man on the face of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to attribute certain words and statements and actions to him that he has not done, to attribute certain beliefs to him that he has not done, belittling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his status. And anyone who does this is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. Anyone who does this has left the fall of al-Islam and he has insulted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Someone can say, I never offended him. You may not have insulted him directly, 
You have not, you may not have insulted him directly, but you did not give him the respect that he deserves. Therefore, you belittled his status. He is Sayyid Walad Adam. He is the master of mankind. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lead the people of Jannah into Jannah. To lead the people of Jannah into Jannah. And to establish the evidence on the disbelievers so they can fly into the, so they can be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. He, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, Allah jalla wa ala, has given him respect. So how can the believers not give him respect and not show him respect? So anyone who belittles the status of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. And anyone who insults him or insults any of his practices, he is also a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. If you were to ask them, those who insult Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they said we were just arguing, we were just playing, we were just passing time. Was it the ayat of Allah? Was it Allah and his ayat and his messenger that you were mocking? Was it Allah and his ayat and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that you were mocking? لا تعتذروا قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم Have no excuse. You have all disbelieved after you were believers. Allah Jalla wa ala said it in the Quran that you have all disbelieved after you were believers. For those who insult the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for those who dishonor the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for those who speak badly about him or anything that he came with sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. And there is no disagreement amongst the Muslims in this mas'ala. That whoever does this regarding Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the bare minimum level of iman we must have is to honor him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to respect him. And if we do not honor him and we do not respect him, then we do not have that bare minimum level of iman irrespective of what salah we pray and what zakah we give and what siyam we do and what qiyamul layl we perform. If that minimum level of respect is not there for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we are disbelievers that will enter the fire of Jahannam and remain in there for eternity. This is the haqq, the, the right that Allah jalla wa ala has given his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then we can look on to the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And what beautiful and great companions Allah jalla wa ala blessed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with. To the extent that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu anhu wa arda, he said, Inna Allah nadara fi qulubi al-ibad. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he looked into the hearts of his slaves. Before Allah jalla wa ala created the creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked into the hearts of his slaves. فَوَجَدَ قَلْبَ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ خَيْرَ قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ And Allah Jalla wa ala found that the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the greatest heart of any of his slaves subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاصْطَفَاهُ لِنَفْسِهِ So Allah Jalla wa ala chose the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for himself. فَابْدَعَثَهُ بِرِسَالَتِهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him to give him the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. نظر في قلوب العباد بعد قلوب محمد صلى الله وبعد قلب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then Allah Jalla wa ala looked into the hearts of the rest of the slaves of Allah. 
after looking into the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فوجد قلوب أصحابه خير قلوب العباد, and he found that the hearts of his companions were the greatest of the hearts of his slaves. فجعلهم وزراء نبيه, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them the helpers and the ministers of their prophets, يقاتلون على دينه, that they would fight to make the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prosper. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the Anbiya, after the prophets and messengers, the best of the people on this earth that he chose were the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he praises them in the Quran. He says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ He goes, those that at the forefront, who came to Islam early, from the muhajirun, the people of Mecca that migrated, and the Ansar, the people of Medina that welcomed the people of Mecca, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those who follow them in goodness, Allah Jalla wa ala, he said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوعًا Allah Jalla wa ala is pleased with them. Would Allah Jalla wa ala be pleased with someone who is evil? Would Allah Jalla wa ala be pleased with a disbeliever? No. Allah Jalla wa ala said he is pleased with the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the great reward that Allah Jalla wa ala has given them. وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ And Allah Jalla wa ala has promised them the muhajirun and the ansar, the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He has promised them jannat, gardens, Gardens under which rivers flow, خالدين فيها أبدا. They will remain in there for eternity. ذلك الفوز العظيم. And this is surely the greatest success and the greatest victory. This is what he gave to the companions of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, خير الناس قرني. The best of people are my people. The companions. The best of people are my people. The best nation are my nation. His companions, Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum ajma'een. And the rest of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La tasubbu ashabi. Do not insult any of my companions. فَلَوْ أَنَّ أَحَدَكُمْ أَنْفَقَ مِثْلَ أُحُدٍ ذَهَبًا Because if any of you were to give Mount Uhud, as gold in charity, it would not even be equivalent to a hand, to a small hand amount of what the Sahaba would give in charity. Meaning if we now came and gave the whole of Mount Uhud, that amount in weight in gold in charity, and a Sahabi came and he gave one handful of gold in charity, his handful of gold would be better in the sight of Allah Jalla wa'ala than us giving Mount Uhud. Because of their level of sincerity and their greatness and acceptance, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aisha radiyallahu anha, she was asked, inna nasan yatanawaluna ashab al-nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama hatta aba bakrin wa umar. Aisha radiyallahu anha was asked, people now are insulting the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until they insulted Abu Bakr radiyallahu anha and Umar radiyallahu anha. So Aisha radiyallahu anha, she said, wa ma ta'jabuna min hadha? Why are you surprised by this? Their actions have come to an end. Abu Bakr and Umar. Their actions have come to an end. But Allah Jalla wa'ala wanted their reward not to come to an end. So people will continue to insult them because Allah Jalla wa'ala wants to keep raising them with good deeds. So they will take all of the good deeds of anyone who has insulted them. So Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, how could you be surprised? Yes, their actions have come to an end. But Allah Jalla wa'ala wants to raise them. 
Allah Jalla wa'ala wants them to continue raising so they can have the highest Jannah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhumah, he said, La tasubbu ashaba Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not insult the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Falamaqamu ahadihim sa'a khayrun min ibadati ahadikum arba'ina sana. Because for any of you to stand up, for any of them, sorry, the companions of Muhammad sallallahu to stand up for just one hour in ibadah to Allah jalla wa'ala is better than any of you standing up for 40 years worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the level of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is from iman. It is from iman to love the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is from kufr and disbelief to insult or hate the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ayatul imani hubbul ansar wa ayatul nifaqi bughdul ansar. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, a sign of iman is that we love the ansar, the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in al-Madinah. And the sign of hypocrisy, the sign of a hypocrite is that we show hatred towards the ansar the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the hadith is muttafaqun alayhi. So this shows you how great not only the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, but how great his companions were as well sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa radiyallahu anhum ajmaleen. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimin. Astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وأعد لهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا ذلك الفوز العظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى he speaks about the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in many places in his Qur'an. And just for us to understand how great their status is in al-Islam, Allah jalla wa ala preserved the Qur'an and the Sunnah through the Sahaba. And if the Sahaba were not here, or they were not trustworthy, or they were disbelievers, then how would the Qur'an have come to us? And how would the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have come to us? So those who claim that the Sahaba, the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were evil or corrupted or disbelievers, it is as if they are saying we have no Qur'an and we have no Sunnah. Because there is no way for us to go back to the Qur'an except through them. And there is no way for us to go back to the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam except through them. We find, brothers and sisters in Islam, that we are, we are living in a time where people they show their disrespect to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions in public. And they are no longer ashamed in showing their disrespect and insulting them and calling them, some of them, even disbelievers. And what do the ulama of Islam say regarding these people? They say, firstly, anyone who says Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is a disbeliever, 
this person is a disbeliever by the consensus of the scholars. So whoever says Abu Bakr is a disbeliever, whoever has said this, he is a disbeliever and he is not a Muslim. If he was to sacrifice meat, the meat would be haram. If he was to lead the salah, the salah would not be valid. If he was to be married to a Muslim woman, his marriage is nullified. This person has no level of Islam with him because he called Abu Bakr a disbeliever. Likewise, if anyone calls Umar a disbeliever, he is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. There is no Islam for him. He does not have the protection of the Muslims that we have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he has no rights that the believers they have. Also, anyone who claims that the large body of the Sahaba left Al-Islam, the large body of the Sahaba left Islam except for five or six or ten of them, then there is no dispute about this person being a disbeliever. Like you would find some of the Shia and some of the Rafidah, they will say all of the Sahaba are disbelievers except for six or except for ten or except for a few more or a few less. Anyone who claims this is a disbeliever in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is not a believer in the kitab of Allah jalla wa ala and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Likewise, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said rahimahullah, anyone who says Abu Bakr is an evil person, he doesn't say he's a disbeliever, but he says he's an evil person. Or Umar is an evil person, that this person is also a disbeliever in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Abu Bakr fil jannah, wa Umar fil jannah, wa Uthman fil jannah. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Abu Bakr is in jannah, and Umar is in jannah, and Uthman is in jannah, and Ali is in jannah, and Zubair is in jannah, and Talha is in jannah. And he mentioned a number of names, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So anyone who says that they are not in jannah, and they are evil people, they are disbelievers. And they are not from the believing Muslims. Likewise, we also find anyone who accuses Aisha radiallahu anha of fornication. Anyone who accuses our mother Aisha radiallahu anha of fornication is a disbeliever. And he has no portion in Islam. Because Allah jalla wa'ala in the Quran, Allah jalla wa'ala in the Quran, he cleared Aisha radiallahu anha of what the hypocrites were accusing her of. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she said by Allah, I knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will review my innocence. But I didn't ever think I was great enough for my innocence to be mentioned in the Quran by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Abdullah ibn Abbas used to go to Aisha, he used to say, Oh mother of the believers, the one that Allah cleared in the Quran, and the Muslims will be reciting about your innocence until yawm al-qiyamah. This is how he used to address her, radiallahu anhu. So anyone who accuses Aisha of indecency or adultery or fornication is a disbeliever by the consensus of the Muslims. And likewise, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, rahimahullahu ta'ala, anyone who accuses any one of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of indecency and adultery and fornication is also a disbeliever. So we have to know our position in Islam. If we find someone claiming that he is a believer, but he is insulting Abu Bakr and Umar, he is a kafir. If you find someone claiming he is a believer, and he's saying the Sahaba disbelieved, he is a kafir. If we find anyone saying he is a believer, and he says Aisha committed zina, he is a kafir. And he has no portion of Islam. We are free from him, and he is free from us. Our religion is free from him. And he is free from our religion. 
And it is very important, especially in this day and age, that we understand the boundaries of Islam. So we do not cross it. And we know that when someone has crossed it, they have left the fold of Islam. And they have left our religion. Our religion is the greatest thing that we have. It is our honor. It is our pride on this earth. If it wasn't for Allah Jalla wa'ala, and then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then our deen, we would have nothing. There'll be no difference between us and the disbelievers. But Allah Jalla wa'ala, He raised us by our religion. He raised us by Islam. So we hold on to Islam, and we defend Islam, and we protect the rights of Islam and its people. And no greater right to protect than the rights of Allah, and then His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah jalla wa'ala to make us from those who defend the rights of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions. We ask Allah jalla wa'ala to give us the love in our hearts for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions. And allow us to give them the respect they deserve and to honor them the way they deserve to be honored. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to destroy everyone, every single person who tries to degrade the status of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions. We ask Allah jalla wa'ala to humiliate them on this earth and to humiliate them in the akhirah, to show them trials and calamities after calamities. And we ask Allah jalla wa'ala to raise us on yawm al-qiyamah as those who have defended the rights of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that we are resurrected with him and that we are his neighbors in Jannah. Allahumma a'izz al-Islam wal-Muslimin. اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين اللهم عليك بالمنافقين اللهم عليك بالمنافقين اللهم عليك بالرافضة بالروافضة وبالشيعة يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر أهل السنة والجماعة في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة